Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today we have our friends from Crow Wing County here with us today. And that includes Crow Wing County Administrator Tim Houle and Jory Danielson, who is the Crow Wing County Highway Maintenance Supervisor. Gentlemen, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank Thanks you so much us. for having us. Yeah. Uh, Jory, we're going to start with you because uh, when we have 26 degrees and a few mm-hmm. snow flurries have already <laughs> fallen in the county and everybody's thinking, oh boy, here comes the winter weather again. Well, uh, now you guys are all set to go, aren't you? We are. And thank you for thinking <laughs> of us. If you remember back then, I'm old enough to remember the 1991 Halloween uh, blizzard. Yeah. And that was 20 inches of snow that came on Halloween. You bet we're ready for snow on October 31st now. That's not going to happen again, now, is it? Not going to happen again. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Jory, it's it's interesting, though. I mean, uh, how many? first of all, I want to know, how many snowplows does the county have? We have 16 snowplows. Yeah. Wow. So uh, talk about this. You're all set to go, and uh, residents um, can even track these snowplows now, can't they? Yeah, we have a new feature this year. It actually came out last year, but the county created a link-based app developed by our GIS coordinator, Nate Rose. It's a web-based map using GPS to track our 16 county plow trucks and show their current locations when they're plowing, similar to MnDOT's 511 app. Hmm. Uh, Using this link, users will be informed of when our plows are out, what direction they're heading, uh, in relation to their commute. It also displays when roads have been plowed by changing from a light blue color to a black color. Oh. And then the link uh, tracks the plows in near time, updating every five minutes during the snowplow event. It is somewhat dependent on service. We do run into some yeah. service issues here and there, but for the most part, uh, it is working quite well that people can uh, find this app by going to our website at crowwing.us or by following uh, Crow Wing County on our Facebook or Twitter sites. Very cool. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I have a question. I know uh, I'm in unorganized territory. I think that's been a contract. Uh, are those guys covered by this too, or is it simply the 16 plows owned and operated by the county? <laughs> yes, it is only on our county system right okay. now. We have not extended that offer to our contractor. However, our contractor is out there when our plows are out. So if users went to our website or uh, saved the link on their phone and saw the county trucks are out plowing county roads, they can assume that the contractor is out in the first assessment district also. Um, I know we've talked to the uh, state, but I would assume the county plow trucks are pretty high-tech now too, aren't they? They're getting more and more high-tech. Each computer or each truck has a computer based uh, to let the operator know or let us know in the office where the location of the trucks are in case there is an emergency and we have to have a truck shift over and address that emergency. Or it also has the capability of uh, identifying how much material they are applying and where it's being put down for efficiency to make sure we're using the correct amount and not over under using it uh, to provide the best possible uh, finished product when we're done. Yeah. And they are. They're like big computers on wheels, aren't they, basically? They are. are. So they've got the wing on the right-hand side that's pushing out the front plow uh, in the front of the truck, the belly blade, as we call it, underneath the truck that's scraping down, plus when they're putting material, plus all the traffic they're maneuvering in and out of. So 
uh, we can't do any of the work, uh, any of the snow plowing, without having a skilled and dedicated group of drivers that we mm-hmm. do. Our team is incredibly passionate about snow plowing, and they're already itching to get pl- get plowing. <laughs> I think I've seen a few out on the roads, and there hasn't been enough snow, but I'm, oh, <laughs> get warmed up. <laughs> they really are a unique crew. I mean, they, they do set their lives aside uh, for the snow. When the snow starts flying, they start getting itchy. The other thing that Jory was talking about, the material that we measure, we put down, this is getting to be a more important thing as we go through time. Too much salt is a bad thing. Too little salt is a bad thing. Too little salt, and we got people going in the ditch. Too much salt, and it's running off into our lakes, rivers, and streams, and uh, that's a pollution issue. So we have gotten much more precise about where we put salt, when we put salt, and we are measuring when we get the dry pavement afterwards. And so different snow events require different amounts of material. We're, we're getting very precise uh, acquiring data about how much is just right. And is temperature a factor in some of that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Salt loses its effectiveness depending on road temperature, not so much the air temperature, but the pavement temperature. So mm-hmm. we're constantly monitoring pavement temperatures uh, to adjust our rates to make sure we find that sweet spot uh, to where it's most effective. Every event, uh, as Tim said, we are tracking, and we pu- uh, publish those reports. And I believe uh, if you go to our website, crowing.us, you can look at those reports all the way back to 2013 mm-hmm. and see how each snow event uh, impacted the lakes area and then how we performed uh, with the snow and ice removal. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's not just, oh, let's go drive around, push snow, and drop some salt. It's, it's a science almost, yeah. or an art even. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're trying to get there. And the other, uh, as Tim mentioned, that we're, we're monitoring and really watching our chloride use. We want to be good stewards of the environment. And we've partnered with our, uh, uh, I guess, partners at Crowing Soil and Water District uh, to do lake monitoring. We've selected a few lakes around the county. And uh, three to four times a year, they're going out and monitoring those lakes to make sure we're not impacting them negatively with the wow. chlorides we're applying. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's neat. You know, uh, the other question I had was, I, we've talked to our uh, friends down at Camp Ripley, and every fall they have a lot of plow drivers come down and, and practice and get ready for the season. Do your guys go down there too, or, or do you have all experienced drivers on your staff? We don't have, or we don't participate in the Camp Ripley um, training, uh, training yeah. but we do have a, a great deal of veteran drivers that are sharing their knowledge uh, with each other even, and we have our entire crew go down to the St. Cloud State Driving uh, Facility down okay. in St. Cloud, and they uh, just completed that the last couple of weeks, and we hold a annual snowplow training day uh, that we just completed, I believe it was last week, so everybody's trained up, ready to go, and that also kind of facilitated the itching that we want to get out there and kind of yeah. use our skills and, and chase some snowflakes. 16 trucks, how many drivers total do you do? You have just the 16, or are there a couple of floaters, you know, kind of thing? We do have uh, one person who is our backup or floater if, if someone is out, or okay. um, and when they're, uh, if everybody's there and everything's moving how it should, uh, he's an extra and filling in, jumping in a truck or helping uh, plow around some of our other facilities. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we only have one shift of 16 plow operators. So some of the events can get kind of long that they work long shifts. And like yeah. Tim said, they're committed. Uh, they put their life aside to come in and, and plow the roads for everybody so we can get to work. 
Well, thank you to them for that. Yeah. God bless them. (laughs) Another way we can say thank you is to behave in our own cars when the plows are out, right? Absolutely. It's a big deal every year, isn't it? It is. And it's the biggest stressor uh, for our drivers is uh, cars that get too close and they can't see them. There are very big blind spots behind the snow plows and even off to the side as that snow is leaving the wing. So we we ask that people stay a good distance, uh, five to ten car lengths behind the plow so they can see them. There's also the the dust of, of snow that we call oh, yeah. it that blows behind the truck that creates a whiteout. So they can't see behind the end of their trucks uh, most often uh, because of that whiteout in the in the dust blowing back behind the trucks. Mm. I know we've all seen it. Somebody tries to pass these trucks. That's probably the dumbest idea ever in the winter because you can't really see around them because of that whiteout cloud. I I don't know why we just don't wait. In fact, the road that you're driving on behind the plow is probably the best surface you're going to be on, isn't it? It is because it's not plowed in front of the truck more than likely. So as someone goes to pass the truck, they are putting themselves at risk and potentially other traffic uh, coming their way. And if they lose control in front of the, the plow truck, it could put the plow truck in jeopardy also. Ugh. So we just ask for people to have a little bit more patience, slow down, give yourself extra time, and allow that plow truck to work. Uh, most of our routes have five-mile segments that they'll try, if they can safely pull over, they'll pull over and let traffic pass, uh, especially if it gets to be backed up for quite a ways behind the mm-hmm. plow trucks. That's okay. cool. And I'm guessing uh, the plow truck weighs more than any vehicle on the road. <laughs> Most. Yes. I wanted to say again that uh, the the plow tr- snow plow trucks are undefeated. Yes, <laughs> they are undefeated in every tangle with any other vehicle on the road. Um, uh-huh. And so, if you're in a little uh, economy car, uh, you lose. Good luck, stay son. Stay away yeah. from this thing. It weighs a lot of pounds. Yeah. Um, so stay away from them. And, mm-hmm. and the more room you give them, the more efficiently and quickly they can uh, get the snow plowing done to open up all the roads and, and let traffic resume at its normal pace. Yeah. And I also wanted to say chloride's not the only thing that we're tracking. We're also tracking how much each snow event costs. And so that report card that Jory refers to also uh, contains information on the cost of each snow event, the amount of uh, salt or chloride that we put down. Uh, how many man or person hours it took for us to get it done. And we calculate that uh, last year for the last complete snow plowing season, uh, it cost every household in Crow Wing County $26. Yep, I said that right. $26 wow. to get all of the snow plowing on all of the county roads done for all of the winter season. 26 bucks a household. Hmm. You can't get a cell phone for one month for that. <laughs> It's the you best deal in town. You can't buy coffee for the gang at work for less than that. So <laughs> No, it's the best deal in town. These guys are so dedicated, mm-hmm. and they do a great job for all of us. Yeah. Jory, anything else we, we should know? Uh, I'd just like to mention, uh, as a friendly reminder, to uh, please drive for the conditions. Uh, slow down, buckle up, and don't drive distracted. Uh, we're coming up on our busy time of the year, travel time of the year, and we want everyone to drive and arrive safe. I just thought of one more thing, too, because I see it every once in a while. Uh, I know last night I had to take my garbage and recycling down to the curb, and in the winter, we got to keep that back a little bit if there's a snow event going on, don't we? Yes, absolutely. Uh, keeping the garbage cans back away from the road, keeping uh, objects away from mailboxes is always the best uh, so our drivers aren't bumping those or, or knocking them over. 
they do try to get out, but if they had to get out and move every garbage can on garbage day, we wouldn't get the roads plowed. So mm-hmm. keeping them back away uh, from the edge of the road uh, a couple feet is the best practice. And uh, the drivers do slow down. We have had them call in and say, I knocked over garbage can. I'm going to be out, out of my truck for a few minutes. And it just delays the whole system. Sure. So, yeah. Is that, uh, and depending on how much snow has fallen, that little wave that that side wing pushes, that's got a lot of power to it, doesn't it? It, it does, especially at the moisture content, the wetter, heavier snow. It doesn't take much to knock a garbage can over mm-hmm. or knock a mailbox off, uh, which we also really encourage swing away support mailboxes that flex and give as the plows come by. We do have set speed limits for our trucks, and when they're plowing, uh, 22 miles an hour is the max that we encourage, depending on conditions. Um, Just to keep that speed down, it does a better job of cleaning off the road surface, but in turn, we also get calls that the plow held me up this morning. It was going too slow, and the one thing I do say is that's great. Uh, I'm sorry it slowed you down, but that means our drivers are adhering to the policies and the best practices. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we all know that when these snow events come, all we have to do as individuals is give ourselves extra time and plan on uh, delays because that's what snow does. That's Minnesota. Yeah. Yep. Welcome yeah. to it. <laughs> well, thanks to you and your crew for yeah. your hard work in the winter because, like you say, it's it's amazing how quickly our roads do get plowed after a snow event. And uh, our t- our, we tip our hats to you guys for doing that. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. All right. Tim, a couple other things real quick we should talk about. Uh, Booster shots now available for seniors in the county, right? Yep, and they are widely available uh, different places throughout the community. Our public health team is one of the community providers for that. So we are taking appointments in November for booster doses for Moderna and Johnson & Johnson. Uh, People who got the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccine can get a booster shot at least six months after their second dose. And if you got the Johnson & Johnson, you can get a booster shot at least two months after your first dose. It's open to anybody 65 years and older or 18 and older if you live in long-term care or you have some underlying medical conditions or you live in a high-risk setting. So if you want, you can give us a call. Uh, Our clinics are held at 204 Laurel Street in Brainerd. Remember to bring in your vaccination record card so we can update it. Or give it and give us a call for an appointment at 218-824-1289. Tim, I know uh, one of the things that is being worked on in the county is the daycare shortage. And uh, do I understand there are some grants available? Yeah, we did get some of our American Rescue Plan Act dollars. And we are dedicating it to what we term the kind of the limits to long-term economic growth that we're seeing. And one of the barriers we're hearing most frequently from the business community is that people can't find daycare. So we are using some of our stimulus dollars to try to increase daycare capacity in Crow Wing County. So we have an application out right now. We've allocated a half a million dollars towards child care assistance grants available to either existing child care providers or new startup child care businesses. We're looking for new capacity, so we're going to fund new slots, not necessarily uh, amenities for existing slots. We want new slots. The deadline to apply is Monday, Monday, December 6th at 4. You can either go to the Brainerd Lakes Area Economic Development website at growbrainerdlakes.org, or you can call them at 218-828-0096, or you can check out their website or Crow Wing's website at crowwing.us and you'll be directed to the right places for that application. Excellent. 
Sounds good. Tim, we actually had some friends on from Bridges of Hope this week to talk about this, the folks that are sleeping outside and the effort to raise money for that shelter. I just have one question. Are you sleeping outside this week? Uh, only if I talk back to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've been encouraging our listeners to go to bridgesofhopemn.org to make those contributions. They can do it right there on that website. Uh, Tim, the other big news, of course, is the uh, it's the deer hunting firearms opener. And uh, do I understand that the landfill will be open late or extra hours for those deer carcasses? Yes, we are. We're going to have uh, extra hours on uh, Saturday, the weekend of the 6th, the weekend of the 13th, and the weekend of the 20th. Both on Saturday and on Sunday, we will be open from 10 to 2. That's going to... to take disposal of deer carcasses. And we've talked about this. In fact, the last time I was here, chronic wasting disease and making sure that it does not spread through the local deer herd. We are trying to dispose of the carcasses so that we contain the spread. So far, there's only been one positive uh, deer in Crow Wing County for chronic wasting disease. We'd like to keep it that way. So uh, keep your deer carcasses off of the landscape uh, bring them to us. We will incinerate them and make sure that if there is anything in them, uh, we're going to kill that bug. So we're trying to make sure that the, our deer herd stays healthy because we know it's such a big deal for folks. They're going off on uh, deer hunting this weekend, and we want to try to keep everybody as safe as we can. Very good. Well, we hope everyone has a safe uh, deer hunting opener weekend. Uh, Tim, we're out of time. We want to say thank you to you and Jory for being here today to talk yes. about these important issues. And, uh, Tim, uh, we'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. Uh, thank you guys so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Jory, thank you for what you do. Yeah, thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Jory Danielson is the Highway Maintenance Supervisor for Crow Wing County, and Tim Houle is our Crow Wing County Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That's today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be found anytime. They're right on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.